Welcome to the Outdoor Biz Podcast, your home for inspiring conversations with outdoor insiders. Each week, author, speaker, adventurer, and outdoor industry veteran Rick Sayers talks in-depth with iconic brand founders, sales and marketing pros, product designers, and industry rising stars. Listen in when Rick's guests offer actionable advice to land your ideal industry gig and grow your outdoor career. Catch us again when the conversation shifts to the hottest outdoor products, destinations, and the latest industry insights. And now, here's Rick. Welcome to episode 261 of the Outdoor Biz Podcast with Ben Boleen and his startup Dry Dog Kennel Mats, brought to you this month by Smugbuck. Ben Boleen consistently noticed that day after day in the field, putting a wet, dirty dog into a kennel that had blankets for padding caused problems. The blankets ended up stinky and filthy, and more important, it made traveling unsafe for his dog Punch. Thus, Dry Dog Kennel Mats was born, and on this episode, Ben tells us about the process from idea to launch. And Ben mentioned in our conversation that Dry Dog Kennel Mats would be available in Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's late February. Well, we just learned that they're in the store and online now, so you can make your purchase today. Hey, Ben, welcome to the show. Thanks, Rick. Nice to be here. Yeah, good to be talking with you this morning. You said you're in Minnesota, huh? How's it going up there? Cold? Yeah, it is. It's cold. Actually snowing right now, although oddly, it's a warmer January uh, Hmm. in general. We had a little bit of rain this morning, so that makes for an interesting mix. (laughs) Yeah, rain and snow, and then you'll probably freeze and be a slip and slide out there. That's poor, treacherous driving conditions for sure. (laughs) I can only imagine. We don't have that down where I'm at. So tell us about your introduction to the outdoors. Yeah, my intro is, I think, a little unique than maybe most. I, I didn't grow up, you know, hunting or anything like that. I, I really got into it when I got my first dog. It's a, a yellow lab named Punch. For the local Minnesotans who might be listening, that Punch is a, a pizza shop here in Minnesota. Oh, okay. My wife and I, that's where my wife and I met, so that's cool. where the, the name came from. But yeah, I got a yellow lab named Punch. He was from Hunting Lines, and it was clear to me that he, he enjoyed it, and it was just so instinctual. And uh, a buddy and I decided, hey, what a great fall and, uh, and winter sport to get into. So we picked up bird hunting and pheasant hunting specifically. But you didn't grow up doing that. That's interesting. Yeah, no, I really didn't. My my grandfather, I've heard, was a big hunter, but uh-huh. that wasn't something that I, I got into as a child growing up. It was really more recently looking for kind of something to do in the yeah, fall and winter yeah. up here in Minnesota. And, and then having a, a dog who's really bred for it was uh, was really what got me into it. Yeah, that's a unique way. That's You don't hear that kind of type of story very often. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. So have you had a traditional outdoor job? Have you worked in the outdoor space or hunting? I guess not then. Hunting space? No. Yeah, honestly, no, I really haven't. I've always enjoyed the outdoors. Mm-hmm. I, I, I did grow up camping, and mm-hmm. my family's a big skiing family and all that, but never really formally worked in the outdoors. Interesting, space. yeah. And that makes your path even tougher when we get into the launching of the mats, if you don't have that yeah. little bit of that yeah. background. So what was your inspiration behind your mats? How did you come up with that idea? Yeah, again, that was largely punch. So as uh, I was getting into pheasant hunting, I had joined a game farm out west here in of Minneapolis. And I'd load punch up in the kennel and we'd drive out west about an hour and a half drive. And at the time, I had just blankets and towels in the back <laughs> of this kennel. And right. I'd go, I'd turn around a corner and I could hear those blankets like slide out from under him. And, mm. and he'd literally fall over in the kennel. And uh, as a result, he was 
he was just downright nervous and anxious back there. Mm. He wouldn't, he tended not to lay down. He put all four par, paws in the corners and wow. um, just because he was kind of nervous about yeah, it. Yeah. And so there was a safety component there that I was like, gosh, there's got to be something out there that, that addresses this. And then further, once we'd get out in the field, he'd be dirty and muddy and, and wet and the whole deal. And then I'd throw him back in the kennel to, to drive home. And of course, it's blankets and towels, which just soaks all that <laughs> stuff up and right. they start to stink to high heaven and you have to leave the, the kennel in the garage and uh, you, you don't even want those kinds of things in your washing machine, <laughs> frankly. So, uh, so yeah, right. I just figured there's got to be something out there that, that kind of addresses these things and didn't find anything obvious. So it really got me dreaming a little bit. And where'd you get the design jobs to pull that off? Yeah, I don't have a design background or anything yeah. like that. This was just something that came to me. I don't know. I was probably on a run and just thought, I really think WeatherTech inspired, if you're familiar. Oh, with yeah. Those guys maps, make great you know? stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was a piece of that. And, and then really the, the added features that the mat has just came organically. It started, mm. it, it actually originally started very different uh, looking than it does today. But mm, the, the concept is there, just this kind of idea of, of a raised bed where, the, where there's kind of grooves and that, that air can get underneath the dog and it helps it dry and the water and dirt and junk kind of falls below where the dog's actually laying. Yeah, it really just happened organically and little features added over time to, to end up uh, with what I got today. Did you do any research? Did you go out and look at other things? Not only other kennels, but other things, other, not a, sorry, other mats, other, you know, yeah. other beds, well, other, that, who knows, truck yeah. beds, car beds, weather tech mats. Totally. Yeah, we did. That, Cause that was the initial need. It was for me trying to find something that was in the back of the kennel that's stable and safe, comfortable right. for the dog, but not that could deal with a wet and dirty dog. And so in that process, that's when I learned there wasn't a really good solution out there. And a lot mm. of what you, I think a lot of people just use towels and blankets like I would. That's all I've, that's which all I've seen. Really, yeah. yeah, which isn't really ideal. And, and even the, the, the mats that exist are typically like a pillow stuffed fabric mm -hmm. kind yep. of a thing, mm -hmm. which is super, yep. you know, not conducive to a wet and dirty dog. Some of them are more foam kind of canvas, which is a little bit, but they still slide around. And so this just seemed like a real clear opportunity here to me. Huge opportunity. Yeah. Good on you for figuring yeah. that out. Yeah. And your yeah. wife's involved too, right? Yeah. Yeah, she is. She's She works in um, advertising. Okay. And so it was a clear opportunity for her to get involved in some of the ad and strategy bit there. And it's a time consuming thing starting a business. And we're very much in the startup phase here. So <laughs> I can uh, use all the help we can get. So, yeah. So tell us where the mats are produced. Yeah, starting out, I, I used all the local vendors in Minneapolis here just to get me through the prototype phase, just to have a mat in hand and really be able to vet. Since then, I've been um, lucky, actually, through help from some of the kind of retail partners I've made to uh, connect with a company, kind of an R&D company that helps offshore. And so they're oh, okay. actually right now actually right now produced in, in China. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, it, it, was a, it was a lucky connection there. That's great. Yeah. How did you find your material? And so we, we know about the production, but what, what did you do use for the initial materials and how'd you source all that? Yeah, local guys? it was all local and a lot of time by me spent <laughs> online. I know a lot about plastics, more about plastics than I ever thought <laughs> I would. And interestingly, there's a company in um, Winona, Minnesota, a little farther south, and they are the major supplier to WeatherTech mats. That's just dumb luck, frankly. That's handy. To them. And uh, so they were able to you know, hook me up with, with a very similar material to the WeatherTech mats. And it's 
it's the Cadillac of plastics for sure. It's a really nice, uh, a nice piece of plastic. That's cool. Yeah, they make they make good stuff. Yeah, and yep. for the launch, did you use crowdsourcing or did you fund it yourself? Friends and family, how'd that work? Yeah, no, it, it really up until very recently, this has just been personally funded by me, and I can't <laughs> even say bootstrapped because we're just now launching. This has really just been fun, funded by myself, and uh, more recently, we have raised a little bit of through some angel investment type of situation. Yeah, interestingly, when I first started out, the first money that kind of went into this was at the time, this was 2015, I was working in accounting. I was doing financial statement audits. Okay. And I had to fly up to uh, Saskatchewan, Canada for an inventory observation, something you do or did the audit. Mm-hmm. And it's just an overnight visit, and it, it was a, a really small little plane. I'm up here in Minnesota, so it wasn't <laughs> too long of a flight. Right. And it was oversold. And so they keep asking over the intercom, hey, we're offering more money and offering plane tickets and the whole deal to to take the next flight kind of a deal. And right. it got to the point where they were offering $1,000 of <laughs> Amex gift cards, and I said, and they had a flight a couple hours later. And so I was like, all right, I'm just going to go for it. So I, I took the thousand bucks. The same thing happened on the way back, back <laughs> home the next wow. day. And so I had $2,000 in kind of Amex gift cards and really was like, all right, this is money I never would have had. Let's That's kind great. Of throw this into the business and go. So I got to say, it was Delta Airlines who seeded the original money. <laughs> That's of a great seed story. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, That's hilarious. Funny. Yeah, good for you. And you started, did you start selling online or you started selling to retail first? How did that come about? Yeah, we do right now sell online just through the, through drydogkennelmats.com. But really the first kind of major sale we did was with uh, a retail partner, Bass mm-hmm. Pro Shops and Cabela's. I had uh, a random connection just through some folks that I went to college with who happened to be neighbors with Johnny Morris. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and so was able to work my way into a, a meeting with with the buyers over there at Bass Pro Cabela's. And they really loved the product. They loved the story, the whole deal, and said, hey, this is absolutely something we're interested in, but we want it for uh, a kennel that they carry called Roughland Kennels. Mm, At the time, okay. I didn't have a, I didn't have a mat made for the Roughland Kennels because they're custom made. Similar oh, to okay, WeatherTech, yeah. mm-hmm. you can't just use a, any mat for any kennel. You kind of got to have the right kennel. And so they said, we want these mats for Roughland Kennels. So that kind of set me off on a nine-month uh, venture yeah. to get them made for Roughland Kennels. But they, they had committed to ordering a a thousand of these mats they're rolling out to 90 or something like that stores wow good for um, you they actually yeah they actually haven't hit yet they, i think that will be coming in february as i mm-hmm. understand it so mm-hmm. odd literally the first order i feel like most of the time you start slow with friends and family and if you're lucky you make it to the big uh, yeah mm-hmm. uh, retail partners but that's really where we started and so well that was a good yeah, connection yeah that's typically the way it happens either somebody knows a local retailer who gets you your first start with one or two or somebody yeah. knows the founder of some big brand and you get that lucky break <laughs> yeah, yeah very very yeah. lucky break certainly I leveraged the, the network there my wife shakes her head just because she's in advertising and she's been you have no idea we have we right have, you know clients who spend hundreds of thousands right. of dollars trying to get into that meeting type yeah. of deal and you just walk your way in so yeah that's, that's crazy that's pretty cool so you have a lot of skews then with the sizing right yeah, we will. It's still that's a work in progress. Really, mm-hmm. we've got we've got mats made for Petmate, a a large and medium sized kennel, mm-hmm. and for Roughland, a large or sorry, yeah, large and intermediate size. Right now, it's only four, which is tough, right? That's 
a little limiting as to who you can well, really it's, sell it's to. It's limiting the on the sales side, but it's uh, expensive on the production side. And so it's been a slow roll. We intend to for sure continue to grow the brand uh, yeah, or the, yeah. the kennel brands that we serve. Gunner is high on the list. Um, oh, cool. They were on the show a while back. Yeah. Yeah, I heard that. I heard the one with Edison. That was really cool. Hey, I've got a quick question for you. What is the topic you want to hear about on a future episode? Go to the outdoorbizpodcast.com slash 2021 survey and tell me the topic you want me to cover. As a thank you, I'm offering a chance to win one of three $50 gift cards. Let me know. Thanks. Now back to the show. So how many different kennel brands? I'm sure there's a bunch of them out there. How many do you think you're going to try to add two or three a year? Do you have a plan? What's that look like? Yeah, not anything as specific as that. It's not like, it's not cars and weather tech. There are right. endless amounts of cars and, and different variations of the, the kind of um, molds that they have to make. My sense is, and I don't have real good numbers on this, that's actually why I started with Petmate was hmm. Petmate is a kennel that they actually white label it to some of the other retailers gotcha. like Petco mm-hmm. and and they have it under their own brand but it's the same mold so that so the mat fits all of those different brands and so mm-hmm. the the idea there was to be able to serve the widest Smart. amount of the market and yeah. I think to some degree it has worked interestingly Bass Pro Cabela's kind of pointed me in a different direction. They really like that kind of the kennels that they carried and sold sell a whole bunch of is this Rufflin kennels. And sure. it's more of a mm-hmm. premium kennel, really nice kennel. And so mm-hmm. they thought it really married well with kind of that product as a complimentary yeah, product. Yeah. So yeah, no, the plan is just to keep ticking them off and, and eventually be able to service the kind of the whole the whole market, but a little bit of a slow go there. And how many brands do you are there? I don't know anything about the kennel, but I don't have a dog. Yeah, unfortunately. Well, I, when I was originally starting, I did a whole bunch of research <laughs> yeah, on it. It is something like there's probably more, but in in something like ten, and then okay. each kennel brand has a few different sizes, obviously. But I would bet that the top three or four cover about ninety percent of the kennel market. So gotcha. it's not a huge lift, but mm-hmm. certainly a, an obstacle to bringing this to market. So. And are you going to get into uh, the more mainstream stores like Petco and things, or are you only focused on the hunt fish guys? I really, partly because it's what I was doing when the idea came to me. I'm really kind yeah. of focused on the hunting and fishing and outdoor folks. That makes sense. Is, yeah. It's just such a great market. I, I think the, the people are gear junkies, for lack of a better right. term. Yeah, we all are. <laughs> It's such a close-knit community. There's there's a social component. A lot of times you're looking at what your buddies got or taking mm-hmm. your kind of hunting buddies' recommendations for, for gear. And so I really like that 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 space, and that's a, the focus of at least that launch here. But I, I do see plenty of opportunity outside of that market. I think of beach dogs who run up and down mm-hmm. the coast and are in the water and in the sand. This is a product that would be great for them. Or, or in Minnesota here, a lot of folks have cabins up north, and so mm-hmm. there's those cabin dogs who are up in the lake up north and then they drive back home into the cities and it, it just there's so many different applications for the mat that we'll see where it goes yeah yeah and is there any application for just the mat solo if you have a you put a mat in your living room for, instead of a, one of those big puffy things like my sister has a lot of big it's like a dog bed i guess it's a big yeah no i think there is absolutely <laughs> they, they're they're custom fit to a specific kennel but mm-hmm. absolutely i've got one in the corner of, of our room that's not actually in a kennel that yeah. um, punch lays in all the time so yeah it's not something that we kind of market it like that it's really mm-hmm. more focused mm-hmm. on the kennel side but but absolutely usable for that you could do a high-end version and make it all chotched out with nice padding and blankets and you know fleece yeah, right? <laughs> there you go i like it <laughs> that could be interesting so in addition to hunting what other outdoor activities do you participate in 
Yeah. But like I said, I, I grew up skiing. We were a big mm-hmm. skiing family and we did a lot of camping growing up. There's there's an area far up north called the Boundary Waters Canoe Area. BWCA. Beautiful spot. If you've ever heard of it, it's a hidden gem. Don't tell yep. anybody about yep. it. Yeah, I've uh, been yeah, there once, some, man. Amazing. Spent, yeah, it is. It's great. Spent some time up there fishing. and Yeah, no, it's it's mostly that kind of stuff. Where do you have to go to ski? You go to Colorado? Yeah, there are very low altitude hills in, in Minnesota. <laughs> so I've heard. <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah, it's pretty flat country here. But no, mostly Colorado. I, I, I went to school in Denver and was able to make it up to the mountains and then growing up at least once a year going out there. So, yeah, yeah, gotcha. That's cool. And is that a flight or can you drive it? Growing up, we would usually drive, but you can fly. And mm-hmm. It's just harder with all the gear. It's a solid 13-hour drive wow. from, uh, from Minnesota. But yeah. That's a bit of a drive, yeah. Do you have any advice or suggestions for folks wanting to do what you did, launch their own product? Yeah, gosh, it's a good question. I, I, I we're just starting here. We are very much a startup, just going through launch. So all the so, all the initial headaches are fresh in your mind. That's good. True, very <laughs> true. Yeah, and so I don't know. I guess it's really a go for it attitude. Mm, you know, you just mm-hmm. kind of got to be ambitious about it. I think a lot of people have a lot of really great ideas. And uh, they never make it anywhere because step one, starting, is such a battle and you just don't yeah. have a clue where to start. Gosh, I, 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 I guess my recommendation is to go for it. Step one is half the battle and once mm-hmm. you've got that done, things start to roll. So I like um, that. I don't yeah. think that's ever come up. Yeah, I think it is It is like any project. Once you get the, the ball rolling, it's easier to okay. keep it rolling than it is. So just go for it. I love that. That's great advice. Yeah, jump in. Both feet. Mm-hmm. So you started this thing and was the pan- had the pandemic. Did you start in the pandemic or before the pandemic? Oh no, before that. Yeah. Okay. It's been, it's been going on for, like I said, 2016, yeah. slow roll side hustle type deal. Gotcha. Um, still right. is to some degree. I do have a, yeah. a quote unquote real job. They, they do say it's, it's best to, to start a company when you've got a job. So um, yeah. still the case, maybe someday we'll see. Yeah. So have you been to any of the trade shows? No. No, nope. okay. I yeah, have so, never done. Yeah. I visit. There's one up here in Minnesota. I'm blanking on the name off the top. Game Fair. It's called the Game Fair. Okay. And I, don't uh, know about that I, I, I attended. Yeah, it's a smaller one, I would guess. Attended just walking around and looking at booths during the time when I was really vetting the whole idea. And right. uh, it, it was reassuring, frankly, because I was like, man, this would just fit in so well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Validation. With all that right. I'm seeing here. Yeah, but no, hopefully in the future, given we've really just launched within the last month or two. Mm-hmm. here i'm sure we'll be making an appearance at some of the bigger shows here yeah, big coming shot, up. yeah if we ever have them again who knows what that's gonna right be like. right right we'll see how that goes do you have any uh daily routines you use to keep your sanity meditate but must get out with the dog a lot yeah no uh, i do i i actually <laughs> interestingly really since the pandemic i have been on this running kick where oh. mm-hmm. lit- literally every day i have gone for a run since march 13th uh, Perfect. Uh, 2020, which was uh, the the official lockdown day. So yeah. mm-hmm. I, it's not a sustainable thing forever, but it's been good. And I you know, just generally in exercising is uh, is something that really helps keep me sane. A good good healthy thing to do. But for me, it's a really big stress reliever too. Same. Um, yeah. Get outside. Keeps, yeah. Exactly. I'm sure the dog loves it too. So yeah. Absolutely. Yep. He's Punch usually, probably digs uh, right it. Yeah. Do you have any favorite books or books you give as gifts? Yeah, gosh. One of the books that I read alongside starting up Dry Dog here is there's a book called um, The Lean Startup by mm-hmm. Eric Reese. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know if you've ever heard that yep. book. Really good one. Yeah, just good advice on on how you can bring a mark, bring a product to market, and I, it may be more kind of software focused, interestingly. But I, I absolutely took some of what I learned in that book and and applied it. You yeah. know, for example, one of the things. I did was when I was really early on before before deciding to even manufacture and, and create the product and create a prototype. One of the things I did was uh, actually with that two thousand dollars courtesy of Delta Airlines was I, I went online and hired uh, a CAD model. Uh, and I was able smart. to yeah, try to explain my vision to this CAD guy. Mm-hmm. And he was able to do what's called a real photo render. So he built mm-hmm. the model and then took pieces of real photos and made it look like it was an actual real product Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. what i did was i I set up a website i sent out a survey to all my friends and encouraged them to send it to their their friends and was just asking about dog kennel mats and Mm -hmm. their experience not something that i think most people think too much about and after they hit submit it it took them to this website where the product kind of appeared to exist i had a buy it now button on there and the whole deal and i was tracking how many people are actually interested enough to click so on the smart. buy it now button so and smart. move forward so yeah. yeah i had enough traction enough people clicking on that buy it now button to go gosh there seems to be a market here for this yeah this is validating and so that kind of helped uh push me into into going for it that's really smart because that, that concept is talked about in a few business books i think tim ferris talks about it i think that's the way sure. harry's razor started or something it's really yeah. test your concept test your idea and yeah. Good idea to, to get a CAD draw, get someone to do a mock-up drawing. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it was nice to be able to dip a toe before jumping yeah, with yeah. both feet and yeah. do a little bit of validation. And yeah, it certainly set me off. Yeah, good really for you. Good. Yeah, cool. Thanks. What's your favorite outdoor gear purchase or piece of outdoor gear under $100? Do you have one? Oh, gosh. I, I think I'm almost obligated to say it. Yeah. Like dog kennel, yeah. Oh, that's good. Uh, that Perfect. would be it. I've got a whole bunch of them, and they're fantastic. <laughs> so plug. Shameless plug. That's it. Nick. Good for you. Yeah. As we go to wrap up, is there anything else you'd like to say or ask of our listeners? No, I don't. I love the, love the podcast, Rick. You do a great job. Thank you. And I think it's it's really cool to have this, this outdoor niche kind of market that you're uh, talking to and the listeners, and it's really good. It's good for the whole space. Yeah, thanks. It's been pretty fun too. There's been a handful of people that have done uh, come on the show with exactly what you're doing, launched various products, and uh, yeah, it's pretty cool to be part of that and help you. I love sharing everybody's story, so thanks for coming on and sharing your story. Yeah, um, so maybe I'll be back someday after. Uh, definitely, we'll do that. Instead of move, this is a very much a, a launch story, so we'll see. Yeah, maybe we'll in a have to do. Years, we'll be back with a little bit of a uh, update. So. We'll do a follow up. Yeah, and if people want to reach out and follow up with you, how can they do that? Yeah, through the website, we've got a contact us form. That's cool. uh, drydogkennelmats.com. We've got a Facebook page, Dry Dog Kennel Mats, and then we're also on Insta at, at, at Dry Dog Kennel Mats. So, yeah, any of those ways. Uh, Excellent. Would love to would love to hear from people and uh, get feedback. It's, it's a constant product improvement process. So mm-hmm. all the feedback we can get, and we take into account and try to com- continually improve. So perfect. We'll link to that in the show notes. People can reach out, and uh, once it's dropped, we'll share it all up on all the socials. Very good. Awesome. Thanks, Ben. It's been great talking to you. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Outdoor Biz Podcast. Be sure to visit our website, theoutdoorbizpodcast.com, where you'll find show notes with links to everything we talked about and more. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so you'll never miss an episode. And while you're at it, if you found value in this show, 
we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or spread the word and tell a friend about the show. That would really help us out, too. Be sure to tune in every week. And thanks again for listening to the Outdoor Biz Podcast with Rick Sayez. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen.